0: Welcome to Road Sodas. Welcome. Welcome. You, you, you've just listened to Ooey 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 And if you can uh, email in and name the song that's from, I will consider picking a different song as the intro. But you have to name the band and the song, and you can't ask me or James, because statistically, you're probably one of the special ladies in our lives. And that that gives you the power to question us and have us respond.
1: Yeah, and ask what what the last song in Fanboys is, or something like that. Something stupid.
0: More importantly, I am Ben Warden.
1: And I'm Jimbo Shaw.
0: Welcome to Road Sodas, uh, which James, I believe, is uh, he's, he's going to explain to you what we're doing here.
1: So, these are the carelessly crafted conundrums of a couple of county crabs coming clean about their crazy chronicles. Goddamn right, and crazy. You know they seem they're not. There's not a whole lot of bloodshed, you know. Not a not a lot of lives lost, but but they're they're crazy from our perspective.
0: No real violence. All uh, social and legal infractions are minor. Yeah, y- you know, like it's it, we 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 break the fun laws to break none of the like. None of the big ones, yeah, we're guilty of being really, really cool, and by that, I of course mean two fantastically goofy ass white dudes from the Styx who moved into a city.
1: We did that, and we are that,
0: goddamn right
1: ah, uh, do you have uh do you have some correspondence? I don't know i hear I hear a little bell ringing do you have- I got
0: some correspondence i I believe I hear the troops approaching. All right. So, uh, this is a message sent from James to myself, November 10th, 2017, entitled, America From Now On. It goes as such. Dearest Bernhard, I hope all is well on the left coast. I am sorry that I could not make the Thanksgiving plans work, but I could not say no to my new position at work. Shit's getting busy for us, and we got some new spaces opening in the team. Nevertheless, I am still upset that I cannot see you in another country, for the setting does not matter. It is the company. I will have to make time for you this vine-nocton. My mid-Atlantic Christmas stint will be from Friday, December 22nd, through the morning of December 26th. My service in Europe has come to an end. On the plane ride back, I did some quick calculations and figured that I traveled about 53,000 miles this summer, excluding commuting to and from work. 48,500 in the air... 600 by train, 3,700 by car, and about 250 on foot. Needless to say, I am ready for America. I don't exactly know what your travel plans are, but my rankings for the cities I've stayed are as follows. 1. Amsterdam 2. Brussels 3. Manchester 4. Dusseldorf 5. Hamburg 6. Castle 7. Frankfurt 8. Dortmund 9. Korbach, 10, Herringhausen, 11, Adorf. There is a big jump from number 8 to number 9, but all of the big cities are pretty cool and have friendly red light districts. When I made the list, subconsciously, I put all the non-German cities first. I think this is due to an opinion of mine that is similar to my opinion of Fenway. Fenway is the best baseball park when it isn't filled with Sox fans. Germany is an amazing and beautiful place when there aren't Germans around. Don't let those Europeans talk politics to you and pronounce things however you want. Some people will try to tell you the proper way to say things. My best retort has been Ich bin ami, hast du an accent in English? It usually makes them ponder a bit. Lastly, news from Boston. Apparently, sports talk radio show Mike Felger expressed his joy over Roy Halliday's death, and the whole country freaked out. I'm honestly surprised that anything from a sports radio show can make national news but I guess we're all getting dumber by the minute. CP got thrown out of his place by his former woman. He's been staying with us for the last four days. If you still chat snap, you may be able to recognize some of the backgrounds of his snaps. I always feel like it is the last time I'm going to see him every time he leaves. Matt is still in and out of rehab, and Papa knocked up two of his co-workers. I love you and miss you dearly. Da Jimbo.
1: Ah. Yeah.
0: And... I forgot to qualify these ahead of time, that uh, these are coming at you with our regular smooth and dulcet tones, but we have to go hell-bent to leather for the pacing, because we we certainly didn't get long-winded, but we did get a bit winded on this one, but we had a lot to say.
1: Well, I mean, the subject really says it all for me, the rest is just, you know, superfluous content. Because I've been in America from now on since that point.
0: Goddamn right.
1: And I think that was that was the gist. Ah, but so I have a a reply from uh, from Ben to me, dated uh, sometime after that previous email, and it reads as follows: <laughs> Sweet yimbo, things are good out here. I've traded in Airbud for a slightly newer version of the same car, only in the most wonderfully hideous. Seafoam green because it was a national parks vehicle. I'm leaving next week for Europe and I feel completely prepared to give those bastards hell. I'll be back in our motherland from Friday, December 22nd through the afternoon of December 27th, so we should be able to both carouse and tomfool. I don't really Snapchat anymore, but I had seen a few things posted that made me worry about CP. I'm glad to know he's back behind friendly lines. Speaking of which, J.J.P. moved back to Alston at the beginning of the month, which is good, because he hated L.A. I was doing well in fantasy football, but my quarterback was Aaron Rodgers, my backup was Philip Rivers, and my backup for him was Jameis Winston. Now my best option is Eli Manning. Somehow I'm still in fifth, because everyone seems to have their worst week of the season against me. But things are grim. I listen to an American History comedy podcast And they mentioned my great, great, great grandfather, a bunch, in one episode. And it turns out, Lincoln came to visit him in the hospital when he was president. It's episode 131 of The Dollop, if you're curious. I hate people that recommend podcasts, but that rarely seems to stop me. I just had a tiny Friendsgiving in my tiny apartment, and I thought about you and Papa the entire time. I think Papa would be proud of my turkey, but you would not have been proud of my candy DMs. I can also clearly and fondly remember Matt asking us to make sure we didn't need any help with anything and all of us assuring them that we were good while probably trying to get him to drink more cider. I miss you guys, but I'm glad you're back and I'll definitely visit Boston next year. I'll see you soon. And then there was a, a cryptid that I don't think translated into, into our shared Google doc, but it was uh, a Dick in Balls if I'm not mistaken.
0: I think it's Ben. I think the capital D's okay. are the B, and then the the
1: I, I see now, yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, you're you're right. The format did not did not move over well. I remember that that friendsgiving, and I remember both the turkey and the and the yams. I I, I brought that up because at our friendsgivings, Papa would would make the turkey, and and to p- p- Papa's credit. He did not. He did not fuck with the turkey.
1: He's he's a longtime roommate of two of us, and current roommate of one of us.
0: Yeah, and he does a turkey well, but he does it simply, and I appreciate that. And then you would make some mean yams. You and I would handle the rest, the sides, the other the other things and such. And you, you would make some mean peripheries. Yeah, you'd make some mean yams in the toaster oven, and I made some just. <sighs> It was, it wasn't, it wasn't. Everybody here was polite. I feel like it was maybe because they didn't grow up eating yams. And I, I mean, they didn't taste bad. The consistency was wrong. So anyway, I've improved since, but it was my first friend's giving away from you guys.
1: Yeah. Well, that's always a big one. Yeah. And you didn't light any fires with this one.
0: No, no, that was, that was a good time. That was, uh,
1: because I think that was referenced as well. Matt asking us if we were good and us all assuring him that we were, we didn't need help, uh, was about a fire that happened in our, our oven.
0: Yes. I'm not entirely sure if that's what I meant, because Matt's generally a polite guy and likes to help, but it when he was there, he was there when the fire occurred, and he definitely offered to help. And we were like, no, we're all right. Well, we didn't really know what to do specifically. We knew what what a couple of so what had happened was we we got a giant a giant fucking turkey, probably like twenty five pounds ish, real big fella. Uh,
1: you know, a a little full of liquid
0: that was that was our downfall was we
1: that's that's the frozen turkey game you know it's going to it's going to drain out a little bit
0: we didn't remove any as we cooked it and we had one of those disposable baking uh, high-walled baking trays that are just you know basically f- crimped aluminum foil and so pop and i both went to lift it out when it was done cooking and the tray just collapsed on itself and
1: buckled yeah
0: Turkey grease directly back into the oven and all over the floor, which then instantly ignited. So I forget who doesn't matter who. Somebody closed the door to the oven and turned it off. That was that was. I
1: definitely remember who. Who? And it was me. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you guys were like, "Oh, fire!" Well, we like, we still God had damn. the tur- we
0: still had the turkey in our hands, but I yeah, but yeah. It, 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 I mean, just a thick pool of hot grease all over the floor, ready to ignite at any point. And luckily, skipping ahead a little bit, I think a lot of the story, I'm going to skip names on some of the specifics and just refer to members of the band. Uh, A member of my band showed up who uh, owned a restaurant and uh, immediately after this, and I was just like, hey, we've just had a grease fire. Uh, Do you have any tips? And he snapped right into work mode and started covering everything with flour and just getting, a, getting everything all squared away. So had a good crew to handle that. And then uh, the rest of the meal, which, which luckily was, it was mostly already cooked, uh, we finished off in either on the stovetop or in the toaster oven. But it was yeah. very exciting, and the apartment definitely smelled as it smelled like a place that had almost just burned down.
1: And then Thanksgiving happened.
0: Yeah, everyone hung out in that apartment, and it was yeah. a good crew.
1: Yeah, my my former uh, le- uh, tenant or roommate was was there.
0: That's right.
1: Who I was living with at the time of our our trip to Syracuse, which which is our topic.
0: Yeah, the main meat. The main meat. The main meat of today's ep is uh, a story of. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Your first trip to Syracuse?
1: Yeah, I had never been to Syracuse and I have not been back since
0: I was about to ask if that has been your only trip to Syracuse so
1: it's a strange and magical place that you go to for a day
0: yeah so this was the summer of 2013 I had been in a, a band or this particular band for over a year maybe maybe two I don't really remember a year and a half and before I had joined uh, they had been quite popular in Syracuse New York Possibly more popular than they were in Boston, and it was uh, four of us total. Couple, a of, couple, of, co- just all of us large men in in various degrees. If everybody was, I might have been. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say that the the lightest member of the band was 210 pounds. I, at the time, I was probably about 230,
1: and that was still like almost you.
0: Yeah, and 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 he was pro- He was over. He was over or, ex- or roughly six feet tall.
1: But I mean. Your drummer, who helped out with the Friendsgiving fire, you know he's he's not a tall guy, but he's still like a nice, proportionate, rotund man.
0: He's a powerful man. Yeah, arms and legs like tree trunks. But uh, yeah, so i i bring that I bring up our dimensions because we we had a we had a a gig in Syracuse. I think it was just one show in Syracuse for this particular trip. We were opening for a. For at the time, I think at the time that was the biggest band we'd open for when I was in that band. So I think they'd open for bigger bands before I'd open for bigger bands before, but I'd never opened for a bigger band while in that band, if that makes sense. And um, I can just—I'll just say who they were. They were uh, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, whose front man was the original front man from Under Oath, which is like a Christian hardcore band. But uh, none of that—none of that really matters. When they showed up
1: uh, to the 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 gig site they set off one firework fantastic I distinctly remember that hell yeah like being in the parking lot uh with i don't know a couple of your band members smoking cigarettes and they just rolled up hopped out and lit off a firework
0: hell yeah but yeah what had happened we, we'd had this great conversion van that we would tour around in and it died Shortly before this, when we were supposed to go out to Syracuse. And Syracuse to Boston is about six hours-ish. And so it's not something you really want to... We didn't want to, like, rent anything. We didn't have the money for it. So we needed another driver. And for... I think that by that point, I think I was the only person with an active driver's license in the band anyway. Even if we could have borrowed a car. But we had... Between the gear and just the dimensions of us, we needed another driver and another car. And James, being James... Extremely happy to provide both. So we went down to the practice space, loaded up, performed our two car, two sedan caravan from Boston to Syracuse, and if I'm not mistaken, we hit problems immediately, right?
1: I don't, I don't really remember any distinct problems immediately. I
0: remember basically you waiting in a turn lane and a bicyclist riding into you. Yeah. Like, not your fault at all. I I saw it.
1: I mean, he, uh, so...
0: (laughs) We don't have to talk about it, but I remember, like, the dude was hassling you, and, like, at the time, we rode our bikes to work constantly, and it was just like, who are you hassling right now? We're on your side, man. You ran into his car.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I remember that guy just being kind of a white trashy guy in a white t-shirt. Yeah. And that was that was it. I was just like, all right, what, what will it take to get you to go away? This-
0: yeah, that was that was one minute into the drive.
1: I think that was actually on the way to your practice space to get the, the gear.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, we get on the road, pretty uneventful trip out. We, we get to the venue, we load in, we're hanging out in the green room.
1: I mean, I'd say like every hour or so, Charlie needed to get out and stretch his legs. Charlie's a big man. And, you know, always had to go to the bathroom. So, yeah, you know, it was just like a once every every like rest stop because there are not too many on the pike.
0: No. And so, yeah, we we get to the venue. We uh, meet up with our promoter who had booked us at shows before and was usually very good to us. Uh, this trip, uh, he, he wasn't. There's no beating around the bush. We got fucked over pretty hard on this trip. We 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 had a guarantee of of payment. We ended up getting no. Oh, we had we had a guarantee of payment and lodging. We ended up getting neither. Uh, so had to spend all the gas money ourselves for two cars. But that happened later. First, we load in to the venue. Hanging out in the green room, headliner shows up, fires off a fire firecracker. They load in. None of us were really huge fans of their band. We weren't. We didn't think they sucked or anything. We but we were at no risk of being fanboys. But they were still like wildly put off by us being in the in the back room as well in the green room. They they seemed to kind of want that for themselves, which I thought was kind of odd because let's be honest, no one's heard of that band. Nobody just. Just uh, me when I found out we were we were playing for them, everyone. A lot of people have heard of the band that guy was in before, but not that. Yeah. Bad. Let's yeah. Be, let's be frank. And uh, the show was pretty uneventful. my My favorite line from it was after we played, and I think we played fine. the The headliner goes on, and you were standing next to me, and at whatever point in the set they got, to, they kind of had one hit.
1: Yeah, it's like the third or fourth song that you play. You can't. Yeah. You can't open with that cuz then everybody leaves. It's like, we already heard it. We don't we don't yeah. even need them to do an encore.
0: Yeah, and it's a very uh early, early 2010s/just slash just 2000s sort of a uh, southern pop metal riff. It's not bad. It's it, it's it, it's it's not great, but it's catchy. It's it's kind of fun. Uh and you 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 just turned to me and we're like, why don't they write all their songs like this? And it was just very like you just seemed very mad that like the rest of their songs were not very good.
1: It was my first time hearing them. And I was like, well, one of these is not like the other.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just it struck me just so funny it was you just basically being like, Why aren't they better at writing? <laughs> you know, that was the essence of the question. <laughs> And uh, as someone who can't answer that, it just I found it just very, very funny. But uh
1: I mean, you guys had some some nice fans out in Syracuse. There were there were like at least a half dozen people who'd showed up to the bar early who knew Truman Highway and were like, Yeah, I mean like I heard this band was playing, but once I heard Truman Highway was playing, like, yeah, I was all over this. I was I basically quit my job to be here
0: <laughs> yeah n- nobody in boston i mean our friends were w- would come out from time to time but like we you know we, we didn't have like a following really we had you know a few a few folk but not really but in syracuse we had legitimate because none of us had lived out there so we had like legitimate fans that were like yeah we're coming to see you which is very it's very flattering but also something i wasn't and I would, would will never be be accustomed to is just people being like, Hey, I don't know you. And I think you did a cool thing. It's, 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 it's a great feeling, but it's, I you know, obviously that's a unique feeling. And one that, uh, I mean, as someone who's not in any of the band recordings, I got to dodge a lot of the, like, I I could be like, Oh, well, don't, don't even worry about it. It's not even me. You've been listening. I'm just a touring artist. I'm effectively a hired gun. Then after the show, we get the news that we're not getting paid and we have nowhere to stay, which is very, very fun. Um, I think from here on out in the story, due to just I haven't cleared it with the fellas. I'm going to leave all names blank. Just going to mention members uh, by the term members without just because
1: we can mention them by their position, right?
0: Uh, I think we mentioned them by their position and name already.
1: Well, only one of them, and some of them by position.
0: No, two of them by name and position. Oh, actually, yeah, I guess one, yeah. I didn't didn't mention, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, we're hanging out at the bar, and we need a place to stay. And I forget at what point one of the members was able to paratroop his way into a young lady's home. Was that then or was that that was, that was then. Okay, so immediately one yeah. of one of the one of the four of us The
1: friendliest the friendliest, biggest guy in the band who had the hugest, massivest beard uh, <laughs> ended up yeah, betting a lady. But she drove a motorcycle that he could not ride on the back of. So, I had to follow her through the streets of suburban Syracuse uh, while she, like, you know, did what she did after midnight on a fucking Saturday on a Harley. (laughs) I was trying to keep up in my tiny 2011 Toyota Corolla with easily, like, a ton of man just in my car. (laughs) I mean, we got there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, so yeah, so so we we pretty much immediately lost one member, or I should say one of our members found a place to stay. The rest of us then met up Another with Another
1: member thought he had an in with like one of the bartenders and that did not pan out at all. No. So he he was a little bummed out and one of the the fans of tr- of the band uh
0: <laughs> You can say the name.
1: <laughs> no. No, uh... I can't say names. <laughs> one one of the fans of the band uh, was like, "Hey, we're we're gonna go to uh, this this practice space, and and we're gonna, we're gonna get some bush light, and and we'll drink there." <laughs> <laughs> and so, your member was cool with that. So I, you know, I also drove with him over there to drop him off.
0: Wait. Well, we all went over there. Yeah,
1: followed him speeding along in his Honda CRV, which still had two people in it, and we had all of your gear in your car, plus you and me, with still like three quarters of a ton of man.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we got to this practice space, and I've practiced in a lot of different practice spaces, but this was that that rare practice space where they have a bunch of like performance banners hung up like at some point they'd bought a vinyl like a giant like eight foot wide by five foot tall vinyl banner with the band name and that's like hanging on the wall but it's all shitty and old and like sun bleached and they had like light lighting set up in the room as if like they could hold dance parties in there and there wasn't a ton of gear which is a red flag normally the practice every practice space i've been in that had any amount of like touring bands in it or just bands playing shows, even if it was, it was all local. It's kind of full to the rafters with gear because you're sharing it with other people. You've got a, I don't know, I mean, for for better or for worse, it's usually got a bunch of gear in it. This had, this looked like somebody who just moved into a bad apartment. Like, there was very little gear.
1: They had windows.
0: yeah. That was a real weird one. It had, we were on, like, the second floor, and they had windows, like, overlooking the highway. It was very odd.
1: It was like they turned a bunch of run-down, you know, 70s townhouses just into a shithole practice space.
0: Yeah. But other than that, it had all the standard uh, practice space symptoms that I would expect. That that sort of, that that ineffable, indescribable smell where it's it's not bad, but it's not good, and it's not sweat. And it's not beer.
1: Yeah, it's the sweet vinegary, like putrid stench of just like soaking floor and couch.
0: Yeah, it's it's not it's not a locker room smell. It's not a mildewy car smell, but it's on that spectrum. And at this point, when I smell it, it just because I, I smell it in my current practice space, it just makes me nostalgic, which is probably not the right response to that odor. So I believe we part ways. When did we part ways with uh, the other member? Who'd tried to hook up. I think he stayed in the practice space, right? Yes.
1: he. So he went with us, with uh, your vaguely Native American fan and his lady in the CRV, to the practice space. And they thought it was the coolest. They were hanging out with three dudes from Truman Highway. What?
0: Mind blown. We did not realize that we needed to be cool. Because we'd all been in a car for, like, at this point, like... 7 8 hours total that day.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty annoying amount of driving.
0: Yeah, and you and I were driving, which means we had to like not be hammered. So, and and it, and we're slowly losing the rest of the band to intoxication because of course we are. But the problem is we're not in a fun van. We're climbing back into fucking little tiny sedans full of shit. So, it's not a big wide open fun environment. It's just the it's a very stark transition from the designated driver and the rest. of the, It's we're slowly that gap is becoming unbridgeable.
1: You know, I we I I hear us bitching about our rides, and I did see probably one of the coolest cars I've ever seen on that trip. Hit me. Do you do you remember this? You seen this? You heard about this? So there was a dude who had a seventies Chevrolet station wagon. Had it, like, all spray-painted black, so it looked looked real stupid. But said he put a Camaro engine in it?
0: I do and remember did that. those,
1: like, four donuts in the parking lot He kept
0: burning out- Peeling out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in a small parking lot. Like, not the kind of- the kind of parking lot where as soon as you, like, lose it a little bit, you're going over all the parking embankment, like, cement fucking barriers.
1: Bald guy in a jacket in Syracuse, whoever you are, you're my hero. Yeah.
0: Well, there were, like, a shocking amount of Harleys parked outside, and a lot of those were some I of those, like... I feel like that's not
1: shocking. I feel like you've lived in big cities too much.
0: Well, no, I should say shocking for people coming to see us. Like, we'd never... we didn't have a fan base, so it was interesting to find out that the fans that we did have were Harley people.
1: And souped-up Chevrolet, station Dragon yeah. people.
0: <laughs> the ones who showed up to see us were the people on the Harleys, which was... Uh, I mean, I'll take it. Fucking why not? But, uh, yeah, so now we've lost another member of the band, too. He he decided to stay. I think he, he still had, like, a 0.1% chance of uh, inter- uh of intercourse of any kind. And so he rolled the dice and was going to sleep on, like, the wet, sticky practice room floor. And that left the rest of us... To go find accommodations, and so the only place we had—I believe we had one smartphone between us at this point because this was still pretty early on in the game—and so the one remaining member of the band besides myself got on his smartphone and was able to find that a Red Roof Inn was still open, and so we drove over there. Or not 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 open, but had rooms available. I mean, yeah, hotels are all open. Yeah, we head over there, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we we got we got rooms available." and they had only king size rooms and we of course did not have enough money to get more than one we didn't even have enough money to get one because we've already lost a bunch of money on this trip and so we get the king size room we've got beer we'd already we'd already gotten the beer we we go up to the room kind of just park the cars in a in well lit well lit parts of the parking lot to hope nothing gets stolen and um inside we uh we throw on the classic hotel TV, which of course is playing—is it a women's volleyball tournament?
1: Yeah. So it was pretty late in the night. The ESPN coverage was of a Pac-12 women's volleyball game. I know you and your girl were beat, so I know you guys fell asleep. But but one of the, one of the members of your band, really, you know the the guy who had to go to the bathroom a lot, he also—I remember this. He also enjoyed. Cocaine, like casually. I mean, it was just you know something to like keep
0: keep going, and so this was still what James is about to describe is still the only time I've ever seen anything like this, and I've mentioned it. It's it's not quite. I, I mean, I, I say that it's not me, but it's become an anecdote just because of how remarkable and floored I was. to to watch it so continue
1: yeah so this guy you know he he brought a lot i guess with him but he only does a little bit at a time but he was just sitting at the circular table with the the two library chairs on either side of it just you know doing bumps of cocaine he's like hey do you want some "Nah, nah, i'm all right like i'm probably just gonna try to get to sleep Maybe drink a couple of beers, whatever. But, you know, I I was awake for a little bit, so we were just watching volleyball. And he was, yeah, casually bumping cocaine, just watching volleyball with us in a motel room. And then, I don't know, was able to sleep in a tasteful amount of time.
0: What I remember was before before it began, he, he asked the room, Hey, do you guys mind if I party? And we both said, not at all but I don't think either of us knew what that meant. I certainly did not know what that meant.
1: Oh, I, I did. I I knew okay. what he was doing <laughs> in the bathroom on the way out.
0: That's fair. He was in your car. Yeah, he then slept in a red roof in rolly desk chair after doing that. For the whole night. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, that's that's the end of... Well, and we checked
1: in at like 2.30, and we're like, we're getting out of here. We gotta get out of here at like noon latest yeah and so he's like yeah i'm just gonna have a little bit of a little bit of fun
0: yeah had a had a nice party chair situation and so uh yeah the next day we woke up loaded up the car picked up the other two fellas i'm not entirely sure uh i don't remember the deets but doesn't really matter we, we well grabbed
1: them. we knew one was at the practice space because that's easy we, we were just like we're gonna see you you know in like 10 hours <laughs> goodbye
0: yep yeah, snag the other one, and then, I don't believe this was my first trip to Dinosaur Barbecue, because I think we went there every time we went to Syracuse, but we went to Dinosaur Barbecue, which I highly recommend, it's an up I believe it's only in upstate New York, there's like five or six locations I think, it's a barbecue chain that'll have like a giant dinosaur statue out front, it's really fucking good, and we got a bunch of to-go barbecue, and the highlight of it for me, now see now that we're all back together, we can mix and match who did what. But what is important is that one of the members of the band is named Charlie. I was the only member that was not from Boston. Charlie has a thick Boston accent. So when he ordered his food to go, it was for Charlie. And so on the on the takeout receipt, they phonetically, because they're from upstate New York, they phonetically wrote out Charlie, C-H-A-L-L-Y, Charlie.
1: That's how you spell Charlie.
0: Yeah, I found that. Maybe that's not funny. To me, very, very funny. I, I mean, I, I'm aware that I have an accent. I feel like at that time, I was, f- around that era was when I was first discovering how much of an accent I have. It, and I know it's not like crazy strong, but it was, it was very funny to hear somebody with a very, very strong, easily identifiable, no one can really, the Maryland accent, no one gives a shit, but everyone knows the Boston accent, mostly thanks to Mocky Mock. But, to have an upstate New Yorker just mock it to such an extent. Uh, I'm eating barbecue, played a show, you know. It's just it, it, icing on the cake. It was just, it was just a good time.
1: Yeah, it was good barbecue too.
0: It is good. There's, there's, there's a slight chance I'm going to get some in a couple of months.
1: In upstate New York. Oh yeah. What for?
0: Going to a wedding.
1: You're going to a barbecue wedding
0: going to a wedding somewhere in upstate New York, maybe not necessarily upstate, but like north of New York. So I got to see where the closest, it's not going to be the Syracuse one, but I just got to see where the closest dinosaur barbecue is. But to anybody who's uh, near dinosaur barbecue, fucking go there. I mean, if you're, you know, again, this I feel like we keep, I feel like I keep mentioning barbecue. No, we've, we've talked about sweet baby rays and stuff before. I'm, of course, there's better barbecue out there. But as far as New England goes...
1: That's not New England. Okay. You're... It's it's technically the, the Mid-Atlantic.
0: I thought New York City was was not New England, but upstate was. I disagree. If it's got a Tim Hortons, it's New England.
1: Ugh, yeah. Gross.
0: The first Tim Hortons I ever went to was the first time I went to Syracuse. I saw it and just started laughing. This is one of those things you never think you're going to see. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, look at it. It's so stupid. <laughs>
1: Uh, Dinosaur Barbecue. We'll call you Charlie.
0: (laughs) Dinosaur Barbecue. No regional accents. We speak American neutral, despite the voice I'm currently doing, which would not be found at all in upstate New York. They They sound almost Canadian if they have any accent at all. They do not sound like this. They do not sound like a firefighter from Long Island. That being said, the barbecue is fantastic. Salute. Yeah, and then we drove back, unloaded the cars, and went I back to our normal lives. We
1: stopped at most rest stops on the way back. Because uh, one of your members just loves the bathroom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know. He's got, like, IBS or something. It's real real regular, and he's real chill about it. He eats a
0: lot of Raisin Bran. He offers you some, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, nah, no, man, I'm driving. can't do that.
0: Hell yeah. But yeah, so that's it. That's, uh, as per usual, we'll come up with the title at this point. What are we thinking that's called? Uh, James Goes to Syracuse and the Party Chair?
1: Uh, I don't know. I was thinking Running Chief and the... Barbecued dinosaur, because <laughs> there, there were so many characters in that one that I feel went undescribed. Like you had you had a fanboy out there that had the biggest grayest mutton chops for somebody who was like, "Yeah, I'm 38." <laughs> I had ever yeah. seen. He was the roughest looking, like not 40 year old I had ever seen.
0: Yeah, the 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 fans we had out there were were an interesting bunch, and I love the hell out of them. But I remember when I joined the band, you know, they 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 told me they they toured around and stuff, and uh, which I thought was great and cool, and I was excited to go get to do that because I'd never really got to do that before. And we didn't do a ton. I don't mean I don't mean to make it sound like I'm some sort of road dog, although we did have our fair share of road sodas, but they did mention that, uh, that that they did well in Syracuse. And I just kind of took that as like, all right, that's kind of whatever. And then before our first show out there, which this was not our first show we, we played there uh, a few times before. But they were like, by the way, these are all the people you're going to meet and just brace yourself for, like, because like, they're a couple of big characters. And I was just like, all right, they're just fucking just jerking me around because, like, who, I liked, I liked the music we were playing, but I was like, who the fuck's going to give a shit? about us and uh no like first few times we were out there we were goddamn royalty it was weird i mean compared to like actually famous people uh probably not but to like a fucking 21 year old kid from the sticks i was just like god damn it this whips
1: ass yeah i mean you were like you know state representative level of famous out in Syracuse
0: oh yeah yeah like people didn't know my name but they'd seen me in pictures they're
1: like you're that f- Every yeah, now and guy. then I see a flyer with you, with your shit on it.
0: <laughs> you know a guy I know, I think. Yeah. It was a good time.
1: I I enjoyed those people. They really got into your music.
0: They did. They really made me feel like I was doing something.
1: Well, you were. We were.
0: It's what I love about the fans of my current band. They They do not make me feel like I'm doing anything. They let me know, hey, you just have fun up there.
1: Oh, I thought it was gonna be, "Hey, you suck."
0: <laughs> no one's, no one's gone quite that far. Everyone's just like, "Ah, they're having fun." But yeah, that'll do it for the for for, for, the, for the main meet. What, what what was the title we settled on?
1: I don't think we settled on the title, but I feel like Dinosaur Barbecue's got to make it in there. And I'll infringe on your copyright.
0: Ooh, I have an idea. Uh, no, first infringe on my copyright.
1: No, I was just talking about dino- – I'm sure Dinosaur Barbecue is probably copyrighted, right?
0: How about uh, – Maybe
1: maybe we'll just be big in Australia. That's – that'll cover it.
0: How about Charlie and the Barbecue Factory? Oh, yeah. Does that work?
1: <laughs> I like that. Hell, yeah. We all made it out, though.
0: We did. We made it back. I think that was that was my – I think it was my last trip to Syracuse.
1: I know you haven't gone since then. With me,
0: No. My first trip had a bunch of had the, had the strangest stories, but I think a lot of them I'm not supposed to say. And you weren't there, which so it's out of the brief for the.
1: That's what we'll call a side quest. Uh, a road soda side
0: quest. Yes, but yeah. How's the how's the Jose doing? He uh, long live Jose. Oh man, I made some made some beef jerky last night.
1: Now. When you say made, you you marinated it, or like you you completed the drying process.
0: I said we get home early enough from work that I marin I put it in the marinade at five, and I usually let it marinate for six hours, so I was able to take it out and put it on the drying racks at eleven, and then go to bed. The thing that I kept doing in, in Boston, which wasn't that big of a deal, because when you're twenty three, you're invincible. But I would make, I'd put it in the marinade at like fucking 10, and then set an alarm for like 4 in the morning, wake up, turn on the fan, and go out to the fridge with the fucking cold-ass meat and lay it out on the drying sheets. And then go back to bed smelling of of meat. Which isn't the worst thing to do, but it's, it's not the most convenient either. And so this worked out really well because usually i wake up to the smell of meat when i do that this time i got to go both go to bed and wake up to the smell of meat but i really think it confused the dog that's staying with us i know that dog does enjoy hot dogs he got some of the cutoffs from the from the steak the pre-marinated steak when because there's a you got to cut off the fatty bits just because the fat doesn't jerk like you, it doesn't jerky it's it doesn't dry out you, you chew it yeah he got some of the nice fatty pieces he seemed. He seemed. He seemed to like me more after that, as all dogs do.
1: Yeah, I. You know, I had a good afternoon with that dog, but that's a story for another day.
0: And we'll get to it. And another episode of Road Sodas, brought to you by Necco Wafers. Necco Wafers, the worst chalk candy in the world. Ever need something to pad out the pillowcase you're using as a bag for trick or treating? Necco Wafers.
1: Are you a dyspeptic 12-year-old, but still love the slight taste of sugar with your cornstarch and chalk? Necco Wafers. We have a vaguely black-purple flavor that will send you running for the hills. You will disbelieve anything can taste good again. Necco Wafers.
0: And our, our new partnership with Candy Buttons. Yes, Candy Buttons. The little drops of rock hard sugar dripped on paper that guarantee you get your daily dose of fiber. Thanks to the scraps, you just have to find that weird horse girl you went to elementary school with because they're the only ones who are ever able to buy them. Candy Dots. Yum. Uh,
1: thank you, weird horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> you you feel in a segment this week?
0: So I don't have one queued up, but I feel like if we riff for a little bit, I can get one.
1: All right, all right. So I I don't have one either. Alex Trebek is staring me down, and you know I I can't do him yet.
0: Yeah, I feel like I haven't had enough interactions with the outside world to like have. I really figured Chief of the Week. That's easy, but I well I'm not engaging with people.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably your whole band. For putting up with those fans in Syracuse,
0: Chief of the Week,
1: and drive, drive, driving all the way out there, yeah. With with the exception of you, I mean, you were just you were just a roadie who also played
0: bass. <laughs> I got a Chief of the Week. I can do a Chief of the Week. I got a Chief of the Week.
1: All right, Chief me. Maybe,
0: maybe we'll go with yours. Maybe we'll go, you, you tell me what you think of this. So the 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 Safeway that I go to near work. I've I've gone a few times for some work supplies some some lunch supplies uh there is a shopping cart attendant uh who works there who is now in charge he's one of the, one of the the fellows in charge of wiping down the shopping carts and baskets to clean off all the the 19 all that rona that might be out there
1: that's that's a booming industry right now is the shopping cart desanitizer. it is
0: and now this this particular gentleman is a special needs gentleman, but more importantly, he wears giant fake Elvis sunglasses, and his his name I'm not sure what his real name is, but his name tag is Parking Lot Elvis. That's what everybody calls him, and he is he's the best. He's he's very funny, and before the whole lockdown thing happened, I went to this grocery store enough that. You know, he'd always say hello to me. He really liked my shoes. I wear purple shoes. He really liked my shoes, and so we had it. We had a good rapport. And um, now uh, that everyone's got to wear masks, he has a mask with fake sideburns sewn on the side. And wow, yeah, it's a fantastic look. And he was just like, "Hey, check it out. My mom made it for me." And honestly, I mean, in a time of uh, political and social strife, it. It, it, it warmed my heart. It was just. It was just. He's so. He's my. He's the. He's my first. So his mom is your. Well, I was gonna say he's my first non-ironic chief of the week.
1: Ah, uh, I kid. I kid because I love chief of the week. Chief of the week. Uh, that was yeah. That's that's a good chief. I I have not met him, but I do know the Safeway. Shopping carts are some of the best for downhill racing. Go on. If you need a, a good watch, uh, there's a YouTube video uh, because it was a Canadian documentary called Carts of Darkness. It was filmed about 12 years ago, and it's about homeless people in North Vancouver who race shopping carts down the hills.
0: And it's not like a bum fights video. They, it's a league, and they enjoy doing this, right?
1: No. There's only two guys that actually race. It's one guy who just loves doing it. He does at least one run a day because you usually burn out your shoes trying to steer and stop. Whoa.
0: Yeah. You've only, you've told me about this recently, so I haven't gotten a chance to, to watch it yet.
1: I know, man. Uh, well, I recently watched it like eight times. Hell yeah. I wouldn't call them Chiefs of the Week, though. Not yet.
0: No. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it unless you got anything more for this week's Road sodas.
1: I do not have anything more for this week's road sodas. All I have is stay classy.
0: All right. And uh, don't forget to follow us at road sodas pod on Instagram or email us at road sodas pod at gmail dot com. Give us some correspondence. Ask us some questions. What's our least favorite style of barbecue sauce? What's our most favorite style of barbecue sauce? I know both of those answers for both of us, I think. Will I share them right now? No, you didn't ask yet. So do that, or do other things, and we'll read your emails. And again, make the syntax as difficult to read as possible. Try to trip us up. Try to stump us. Go, f- you can't do it. Can't be done. No. These smooth, dulcet tones... Will flow at a breakneck pace, and by that I mean pretty slow, like a, like a slow canter. Mm, rarely a trot, usually a canter. Yeah, that's roadsodaspod at instagram. dot com and roadsodaspod at gmail. dot com. dot net. dot com. Now, to reiterate what we what we let off with, if anybody can identify the song you're about to hear, write in. Maybe I'll change it, but most importantly, you can go fuck yourself. James?
1: Go fuck all of us.
0: God fuck us, everyone.